We do not claim any rights to any audio clips taken from other media used in our podcast. These belong to the studios and creators that made the characters and stories portrayed in the clip, and we have only used these clips for entertainment and reference purposes. Beverly Hills 90210 is rated TV 14. We will not be using explicit language, but many topics discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for children under 14. Hey there, everyone. This is Rebecca. I'm the mom. And I'm her daughter, Hannibal. Welcome back to another week of Back to the Peach Pit. A little bit of announcements for everybody. As I'm sure all of our American listeners know, this episode is coming out the day before our presidential election. So listeners, go out and vote. Yes, do it. Yes. It is your right, your privilege as an American. Make sure to exercise that. Each state is different, so you'll have to check on your local area and find out if you can still register. If you're not, if you are registered, you have no excuse. Get out there, vote. I, I kind of almost don't care who you vote for, as long as you're actually exercising your right to vote. Yes. Because this episode, especially, as we'll discuss later, it shows these changes in our life that are still going on today. Mm-hmm. We don't want to skip out on that. Yeah. Another little interesting, less important, but interesting nonetheless, um, announcement for you guys. So another podcast that I listen to, actually a (laughs) few of them, they use the site TeePublic to make merch for their shows. Well, I was curious about what TeePublic is because I'm old. I didn't know. (laughs) Thanks, Annabelle. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. So I went on there and was checking it out, and it was so crazy easy to create merchandise. It's scary. Suddenly, I get a text from mom, and she's going, I just ordered us cute stickers and masks with our logo on them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And they came in the mail, and they're actually super comfy masks, guys. They are. So we did create a Public site. We know that we're <laughs> brand new. We don't really need merch yet, but we wanted this for ourselves. And we figured if it's already created, we might as well put the link out there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't cost us anything to create it, and it's not going anywhere. It's sitting there. So if you want to go see what kind of silly stuff you can get with our logo on it, then you can go to that link on our website, which we will give you again at the end. I'm sure you've heard it a million times already. But yeah, we also (laughs) look on our blog post for this week and we will share pictures of us wearing our masks that just came in and we put our stickers on our water bottles. So we'll share those with you guys. They're really cute. They actually (laughs) are really cute. Yes. I was expecting the stickers to come as just a standard square sticker with our picture in them. No, yeah, it's like cut out around the peach. Yeah. Go look at the blog post. You guys can check it out. Super it's cute. Pretty cool. Now on with the actual episode. Spoiler warning. If you haven't actually watched the episode for this week yet, we are going to be discussing important plot points. So if you don't want spoilers, go watch the episode now and then come back and listen to our podcast episode. Yeah, Hannibal does not like spoilers. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
So on with the actual episode now. Season 1, episode 5. It's called One on One. The Hulu description for it. Steve, unaware that he's terrible, is bitter about being cut from the basketball team. Jim encourages Brandon to try out. Brenda enrolls in driver's ed, despite having failed three times in Minneapolis. Kelly is stranded after a concert and begs for a ride. I think that's a pretty decent description. That's a pretty good description of the episode without giving away the bulk of what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. Yeah. Plus, I just love that the first line, Steve, unaware that he's terrible, I just, I read that on Hulu and I was dying. That was hilarious. Also, I feel like we kind of got our answer about whether or not Steve plays football. I agree. I agree. I think it was just a pilot. Oops. Yeah, I think it was probably just something they did in the pilot Mm -hmm. and then decided, nah, we're not going to let his character go that way. All right, so the episode starts off with Jim and Brandon in the driveway playing basketball. I love the setup from previous episodes. Yeah. That it showed this Mm father-son, you know, bond and relationship. At least this time, though, he's not wearing a tank top. Thank the Lord Almighty, he's wearing a real shirt. He's wearing, yeah. Jim Walsh is not the kind of man who Mm-mm. should probably be wearing a tank top. I mean, no. wear what you want. Wear what you're comfortable with. But please, sir, don't wear tank top. <laughs> yeah, no. No. But I did really enjoy that they where they left off the last episode with the two of them playing basketball yeah. together. Then that's kind of how it leads into this episode. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of showing that character development and how, mm-hmm. how the father and son get along. Yes. It's pretty neat. So, Brenda has that super long skirt on. So cute. I love that skirt. It oh reminds me, it sounds silly, but it reminds me of the costume skirt yep. that I wore <laughs> for my, the musical we did my senior year. Yep, that school play, the, uh, mm-hmm. that was great. Loved that skirt. And then she, she told me ahead of time when I bought this for her. And, okay, granted, it was at Goodwill, so it wasn't like it was expensive. But I was like, should we just donate it to the costume department at the school? No, Mom, I'm going to wear it. I love that skirt. Hey, Hannibal, how many times have you ever worn that skirt? Never. Not since you left that if stage. I lived in the 90s. I probably would have worn it more often because clearly that it. was fashion. Bring it back. Bring it back, girl. I could totally pull it off. You really could. I just have to find it. <laughs> it's somewhere. I think I might know where. We'll find it for you. Yep. So anyhow, I did think that was really cute and it made me think of you, Brenda's style yeah. on this one. <laughs> so we finally learned the car's name. Mondale. Yes, Mondale. Mondale. Yes. I, I love when cars have names. It's great. <laughs> yes. We, we are a car naming kind of family. We're yes. one of those. We admit it. Yep. So when they talked about Brenda failing driver's ed in Minnesota three times, but in the pilot, she had a driver's license. Did she? I don't remember. Remember when they changed her with a pencil? <gasps> That's right. Because they it, used a pencil to uh-huh. try and change the date on it. So at one point, she had her driver's license. Or at least in the pilot, and they changed the storyline. Yeah. I think that's probably that's more probably likely. That's probably more likely. Because then I think the question was posed later of, like, why does Brandon drive everywhere in- mm-hmm. instead of Brenda driving herself to her babysitting job in the last one? Yeah. You know? And that explains it. She doesn't actually have her she license. She doesn't actually have her license. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Well, then we're at school, and Brenda sees Kelly and Donna walking up. 
And then she sneaks around this big pillar to try to come up all casually in front of them. And accidentally bump into them. Yeah. Like, was there some kind of fight that the girls had in between episodes that we don't know about? Because it I seemed don't think like so. Because it's yeah, it was just weird. It was just she doesn't know how to fit in yet. Callie! So, Brenda. So late. So new? So cute. So thanks. So bye. 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 Bye you. Did you hear her say bye? Thanks, it was. Your sister's gone total Beverly Hills. Well, yeah, but <laughs> bye. Yeah, well, uh, goodbye. Parting is such sweet sorrow. <laughs> I cut that clip for multiple reasons. <laughs> One, it's something that you listeners, unless you have yourself in recorded media in some form and have to edit through it on a regular basis and listen to yourself. You don't realize the words that you use a lot. My word is so. I don't know why, but I'm constantly... Okay, so, but, so, but... Oh my goodness. All the time. If you guys heard how many so's I cut out of these episodes before I publish them, oh my word. I It would be the whole long clip of just so, so, so... So, which is why this conversation is hilarious. I'm just like, so late. It's just, <laughs> it's the weirdest conversation I think I've ever had to listen to in my entire life. I wish but I at the could same have recorded time, you as a high schooler. That's fair. But my first thought was, did the girls have some kind of fight that they're like pretending they're not dealing with? I don't think so. I think that she was trying to be cool at first. And she walks up to them because she's just, she still feels like an outsider. Mm. Kelly and Donna have grown up together. They are very close. Right. And so, so she's trying to just sneak up and be like casually cool about it. Yeah. The bye thing though was oh. the funniest part. And just oh, Brandon's yes. absolute dismay at just bye And at one point he looks at Andrea and it was, it made me laugh. His, his face in the episode when he just goes, yeah, but bye Just absolutely appalled that he has to be related to this person (laughs) for a second. Did you notice? Hmm. I don't think they said her name at all this whole episode. I don't, I don't recall if they did. I was trying to listen for it. I don't remember. But I have confirmed it is transferring into Andrea. Andrea. Yes. She does go by Andrea. Yes. The rest of the season or series. I think they just weren't sure which one they wanted to go with at first. I think maybe they just started calling her Andrea. And like we'd said, I think last week, she never called herself by name. She never introduced herself. Brandon just saw her name written and that's how he said it. But the teacher in the very, one of the second episode, she said it Andrea. So I think that might have actually been that whole, they're not from Beverly Hills. This is just how they read it and said it. Exactly. So interesting. Interesting. So of the things we've been tracking, we we pretty much think we know Steve does not play football. Yeah. Brandon's alarm clock. We saw it in the second episode, but haven't seen it since. Mm -hmm. It might be gone. I'm not sure. Who knows? Brandon's car. We know that changed and we now know its name. And Andrea is Andrea, not Andrea. Yes. I think that was everything we were trying. I think that was everything first. we were trying to figure out from that first pilot episode. Yeah, go on. Yes, but this this episode was the clear statement of does Steve play football? And that answer is Mm-mm. no. <laughs> I don't think so. No. 
So there seems to be a running theme throughout this episode of people saying to Brandon when he says he wants to play basketball, aren't you a little short? At first, I was like, he's not that short. <laughs> but then I saw him standing next to Steve, and I was like, wait a minute, oh. Steve's not exactly a tall guy, Mm-mm. and Brandon's shorter than him. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. That was kind of funny. Just one of those running jokes. But then it comes to show that it doesn't matter if you are a shorter human being or not. Mm-hmm. Basketball skills... Our basketball can... skills. Yeah. 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 So then Brenda's daydreaming about driving a NASCAR. Yeah, which... Is not something that anyone from Beverly Hills would daydream about. Such a like redneck kind of thing. (laughs) Like that's her exciting dream. I really had fun. So this week, Hannibal and I did something a little different. Normally, we completely watch the episodes a first watch through separately, and then we do a second watch through separately, taking notes. This week, we chose to do our first watch through, just a casual watch through together. And it was really fun getting to see what each other picked up on. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. It was really fun. I would enjoy doing that again. Then we moved to the basketball court at tryouts. Steve is just a bad basketball player. He's just so bad. I'm pretty sure I could play basketball better than him. And I can't even, I can't even make a, did you see how badly he was playing on the court? I know. But have you seen yourself do but athletic things? Hey, now. But it's Steve. Still. <laughs> Anywho, Brandon has skills. Mm-hmm. That little Minnesota boy, all that time oh, yeah. playing basketball in the driver with his dad. Yes. When they're Here. H-O-R-S or H-O-R to H-O-R-S. And they're yeah. playing a horse in the driveway. With his dad probably telling that same story about oh, my how word. he won the game against Franklin at the buzzer. Yep. And- so it it pays off. It does. It goes to show that it doesn't matter if you're tall or short. If you practice and practice with something, you're going to get better. Exactly. Then the first cut on the basketball team is posted. And Steve starts showing a bit of a racist side to him. Yeah, which I'm not that surprised that Steve has some of those tendencies. He seems like the type. But I think it also just goes to show that some of those things are just learned behaviors that people just Mm -hmm. immediately turn to. That they're almost instinctual. Well, I have down quite a bit later in the episode. We're going to have a pretty in-depth talk about the racial issues that they deal with in this episode. Yeah. That evening, they're at family dinner and Kelly is over. I thought that was really cool to see. I think that's the first time we've seen either of the twins as friends in the house. No, we've seen them in in their room. Yes. Or passing through. But also, it wasn't their long-term friends. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen Kelly in the house. We've never seen Dylan or Steve come over. No. We've only seen, like, Tiffany from several episodes ago. Ew. In Brenda's room. Or, like, Cheryl. Those are the only people that we've seen outside of the Walshes in the Walsh house. Well, and Anna. But. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't seen Anna since that episode. Yeah. But I know know that there is a maid later on. So, Mm. I don't know if it's the same one or not. Something new to track. Something new to track. Is it Anna? (laughs) We'll see. I thought it was really cool, though, getting to see Kelly sitting around the table with them. That's probably not something that she's really experienced. No. Family dinner, sitting around the table, and just talking about... Their day. Their day and what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was really neat watching her experience She also probably isn't used to seeing a parental unit who Mm -hmm. is not only a positive influence on their kids... But also are positive with each other. Yeah. She's probably not used to that. One of the things I thought was really cool about this dinner and the conversations they had, it showed that this family, they have closeness in their Walsh family, thick or thin, positive or negative, mm-hmm. no matter what. They can voice their opinion 
and still love and care for each other exactly. in a very loving way. Yes. So in a very was... healthy way, too. Very healthy. It's very cool to see a TV family yeah. that's, for the most part, a very healthy family environment where they mess up, they fix it, but they still love each other. Absolutely. Through it. That Absolutely. doesn't change. Yeah. I think that's kind of the premise of the whole show. Yeah. Is the Walshes are this core. They're not perfect, but they're a core. Exactly. And all these other people who kind of swirl around their lives... Or trying to glean any of mm-hmm. that off of them. Yeah. It's and I'm really, it's really starting to see, it's starting to come through a lot more. Speaking of, that brings us to Kelly and Brenda going upstairs to study. <laughs> and then Kelly goes into that Jack and Jill bathroom yeah. that connects Brandon and Brenda's <laughs> room. And she hears Brandon in there pretending he has a basketball hoop. It's a sock. It's a, well, he has the, the hoop that hangs on his, it's like a laundry basket or a laundry hamper thing. Yeah. That's shaped on, like a basketball hoop on well, his it's door. Well, like it's like a door oh, hanging over, because I actually looked over that scene several times because oh, I so love cute. that scene. <laughs> but it's one of those just hanging over a door, like toy basketball hoops, but it just happens to be right above where he's put his laundry basket. Oh. It's not actually the same thing. I he's just done that. That's no, cute. he's just done that Super because cute. he's Brandon. And it's just a bundle of socks. <laughs> so we see Kelly watching him and she's got this smile on her face and it's so cute. She doesn't have siblings, I don't think. No. At least not that we've seen. No. I don't think she does, though. I don't believe so. But so this is something new for her. The way she is watching him and what she says to him there, do you think it's a sibling-like affection or is there an attraction beginning? I think when she first met him, I think she thought that it had to be attraction. When, because that's the only way she's ever known, getting to know a guy is in a, I like this guy, I want to date him. That's the only way that she's ever known. But now she gets this opportunity where this is just goofy Brandon. She's seen him in some, those states that you don't see people in unless you know them really well. They're close friends or they're siblings. Okay. Where he's just goofing off in his room and he's throwing a bundle of socks like it's a basketball and he's <laughs> pretending that he's a pro player. And then she's just, that smile is definitely that like, look at this goofball just all right, being all right. a goofball. So that's your prediction is that they, they're... I think it's a sibling thing. It's a sibling thing. All I right. think so. Good to know. Yeah. So the next day, we're at school, and David, 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 David. Oh, David. He, again, is just trying to Friends insert himself so... into every friend group. Just every waiting friend for group. something to stick. Yep. I was really, really sick for a while, but don't worry, I'm not contagious anymore. That depends on how you look at it. <laughs> hey, Steve. How you doing? Okay. You were probably wondering why you didn't see me around school last week. Not really. Oh, I was out with the flu. I didn't notice. Oh, yeah. Doctor had to put me on antibiotics. You actually lived to tell about it, huh? Yep. Amazing. Truly amazing. Well, uh, thanks, Steve. It's great to be back. I'll see you around. Uh, Jordan, how you doing, man? He's just trying so hard. (laughs) Not even just Steve's friend group. Nope. He's just... Like, who's this Jordan person? We don't know. We don't know. But he's just basically going to every single Mm -hmm. person that his brain has deemed as cool. And he's just waiting (laughs) for somebody to take him in and be like, yeah, come on. Hey, buddy, how's it going? He's just waiting for someone to respond. Yeah. (laughs) So cute. I'm not going to lie. David Silver is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. I can tell that he's going to be a character I'm going to really appreciate later on. Just right now, he's such a dorky little freshman. 
And you know what? I think that's actually what makes him so likable throughout the entire series is that he has more room for growth, character growth, than any of these other characters. They all have a lot of room for they growth. They do. But I think it's less that he has the room for growth because they all have that room. And it's more like we'll get to see all of that growth. Yeah. Whereas the rest of them, they're kind of already ingrained in some mm-hmm. habits. They've already seen some stuff. They, they've they already lived some life or whatever. <laughs> and they're all sophomores for the most part. But yes. David is freshman. His life's pretty <laughs> basic at this point. Oh, I love David. He's he, so funny. Yeah. So he... We are going to get to see all of his growth rather than just seeing part of it. I yes. think is what it is. Yep, absolutely. Then we see Steve talking to Brandon about the Lakers-Celtics game and how he had an extra ticket and he almost called him and invited him. There was kind of an undertone, I felt, that why would he tell Brandon that I had an extra ticket and I was thinking about calling you and inviting you, but I didn't. Other than just to jab. Because oh, just to he jab. got cut and Brandon didn't yet. Oh, yeah. He was doing that because any other Beverly Hills person would have been like, you didn't invite me? Yeah. They would have taken it as an offense. They would have <laughs> taken it as an attack. Brandon just lets it roll but off. Brandon's like, just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I know you were a Celtics fan. But he's not. But he's not. He's a Lakers fan, except when the Celtics are in town, because us Irish guys got to stick together. Again... When he said that, I oh, cringed a little bit. Yes. Putting that, like, layering this character development that he kind of has this racist thinking and very prejudiced against anyone who doesn't look like him. Yeah. Okay, one of the things I thought was really cool that they did in this episode a couple of times is that they kind of catch these conversations as they're crossing campus. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you see coming one way is Brenda telling Donna and Kelly that she has driver's training next period, and then they kind of walk out of frame, and then the camera then keeps falling in that same spot in this little courtyard. Then in walks Brandon and Andrea discussing James. Yeah. But what Andrea says about Steve at the end of this, oh, love it. What do you have next period? Driver's training. Driver's training? It's just a refresher course. Listen, four weeks into the semester, the guy hasn't shown up once. Doesn't that tell you something? Yeah, tell me that this James guy is one of your basic overachievers. Well, from what Steve Sanders says, the applied learning program's been giving preferential treatment to jocks for years. Look, the fact is, the ALLP has a great reputation. I'm sorry, Steve Sanders is a spoiled slug. Steve Sanders is a spoiled slug. I love that sentence. Steve Sanders is a spoiled slug. I want to call people a spoiled slug from now on. It's it's a great insult. It's going to be my new insult, I think. Yeah. I also love that Brandon's first response is not they're giving preferential treatment to certain types of people, nope. but preferential treatment to jocks. Yes. It's That's his thing. He doesn't care about the other part of it like Steve does. No. He just cares about, like, why should anyone get preferential treatment in that aspect? And I thought that was really cool seeing yes. that development and that showing that character trait that Brandon doesn't care that they're black. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what color their skin is. It's the fact that they're... He just wants an even playing field. Exactly. He wants to be like, okay, you're being brought in just because you play basketball? That's not fair. If you are being brought in to play basketball from... And also, we know he doesn't care about the out-of-district thing. No. Because he's obviously friends with Andrea and yep. hasn't reported her at all. He just wants it to be, if you're here from out-of-district to play a sport, at least put in the work to be here. Yeah. 
for sure. That's what he cares about. He just wants you to work hard enough to earn it. Yep, prove yourself. Prove that you exactly. deserve to be here, not just because you can dribble a basketball. That's all he cares about. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. When they show Brenda with the driving instructor, and when she crashes into Henry Winkler. Oh my gosh. When Hannibal and I were watching this together, that first watch through, I had to pause it and ask her, do you know who Henry Winkler is? I And here's the thing, guys. I didn't know him by name. But as soon as mom showed me his picture, I recognized him from other things, but I also have never watched Happy Days. Which I think we actually discussed in the pilot episode that we recorded when I was saying something about Happy Days. And I was like, next podcast. <laughs> so maybe we will have to, in what, five years when we finish all <laughs> 10 seasons of 90210? Eventually, someday. The only way we're going to get through this quicker than five years is if we publish more than two episodes a week. Which, not happening. <laughs> no, our lives can't handle that. But yeah, so I didn't know who Henry Winkler was by name, but I did recognize his face. I've seen him in other things. <laughs> I would like to say, I have to tell everybody the one thing she recognizes him the most from, jean Ralphio's father on... <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> and not... And not because he's in a whole ton of scenes, no. but because there's one scene that he's in <laughs> that has been turned into a meme so many times. Yep. And I've seen it on, like, every fandom page I've ever been on. So I was just like, oh yeah, he's in that meme. Yes. That's how that's, my daughter knows Henry Winkler. It's a meme. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> then we go back to the basketball tryouts. Yeah. And Jim shows up. I was furious. Bad move their dad. I get it. As a parent, I liked to go and watch my kids' practices, but you never go to tryouts. You can't go to tryouts. You shouldn't be allowed to. At uh, your school, they blocked it. Yeah, you're not allowed to now. Most public schools block parents from coming to tryouts now. And this is exactly why. It totally throws a kid's groove. But they're now trying to show off to their parents or live up to their expectations exactly. instead of just giving their best in the moment. Exactly. And also, not only that, but it just looks bad to the other kids. It does, as we see later on. Exactly. That's part of a conversation. It's that just... he has, yeah, that he has with James later on. Yeah. And I could maybe understand it if they were even back in Minnesota. Maybe. Maybe, but even then, even then, just wrong. Even then. I think it's because move. his dad just kind of already thought of this as practice. He just kind of had that dad mindset where he was pushing Brandon so Oof. hard that he just assumed that Brandon was just already a shoo-in. Sad, but true. The next scene we show back at the Walsh house, and the parents are all dressed up to go out. Yes. But Jim is so focused on his yearbook, looking at his old pictures from when he was younger, that he doesn't even hardly notice how beautiful his wife looks. Cindy looks great, guys. And I love that Brandon said something to her. It was so yes. sweet. It shows such mm. a special mother-son relationship. It does. And when he tells her how beautiful she looks, and it then she's great, just man. like... Well, at least someone noticed. That yes. just made me so sad. Oh. Yeah. But they have a conversation about it later on. They do. They do. Yes, they deal with it. Which, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hannibal, I think this is a good time for us to take a little break. Yes. Um, Your voice hmm. sounds like you might be needing a, a drink of water. Yes, I, I believe I do. Take a drink of water. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> 
right, we're back. We're back. Hannibal um, had a nice drink of water to clear her throat. Yes, because I apparently forgot how to drink soda, (laughs) and my throat did not like it. (laughs) She tried to drown herself with a sip of Coca-Cola that she (laughs) almost swallowed wrong. We're not going to talk about it. It's fine. (laughs) We just did. (laughs) Okay, so back to the show. Kelly calls Brenda. And talks her into taking Mondale to go and rescue her. Why couldn't she have just taken a cab? Why can't she just take a cab? You know, does she have no other friends? Couldn't she have called Donna? Why does... couldn't she call Donna? When she knows that Brenda's like, I don't drive. I don't have my license yet. Then when Brenda says, well, Brandon did take his bike to work. I was like, why did Brandon take his bike to work? Maybe you should think about that, Brenda. Well, here we find out why. Why? Look if you're obnoxious, you creep! Just forget him. Just forget him. You're doing fine. You're doing finer than fine. You're fine. Oh, where the hell is Doheny? Okay, come on, Brenda. Come on. Don't lose it, baby. You're doing great. Everything's under control. I mean, you know how to drive. You're a good driver. You're a great driver. You're a terrific driver. And you're... I like that clip for multiple reasons. One, it cracks me up that (laughs) her little pep talk to herself. Because every new driver has done that at least one time in the early stages of when they were driving by themselves the first time. Absolutely. And if they don't, they're lying. They might not have done it out loud like Brenda did. No. But it's the least thing going but on in their head. they at least thought, you're a good driver. You've gone through driver's ed. You know how to do this. You don't have to panic about it. It I'm was so relatable. All, I'm not at all quoting, you know, 15, 16 year old me the first time I got into a vehicle and oh, drove yeah. somewhere by myself. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. I definitely talked to myself a lot. So I, I feel for <laughs> Brenda. I get it. But check the gas gauge. That's Girl, the first thing you should do. Maybe there's a reason that your brother didn't take his car to work. His car that he loves and that he named. Yeah. Also, you may have noticed the honking at the beginning might sound a little bit similar to our new um, little clip that we play when we go to a break. Because when I was recording this clip and my little dog, Buster, you've heard about him, the little fat miniature dachshund was in here on his bed next to me in the recording room, sleeping away. But I hit record when I was starting to record that, and he heard the honking. What does my dog do? Gets up and takes off lightning fast, barking down the hallway, because he thought there was an actual car honking here. (laughs) And it cracked me up so much, I had to save it and play it for Annabelle. Because he's got such a classic dog yip. It was just adorable. That little dog yip. I love that guy. (laughs) Alrighty. Then we show Brandon at work and Nat is showing him how to make sandwiches. Nat cracks me up. Oh my gosh. This is one of the first times. This is still in the early stages where we haven't really gotten to know Nat. Yeah. It's still just kind of like, we don't really know what's going on with this guy. Especially from my perspective Mm -hmm. where I don't really remember much from this show. I remember a couple of those early episodes, but we're already at the point where I'm like, I don't remember these this stuff. 
Good. We're I like already it. at that point. Because I, I remember the first time I gave up very quickly. You did. But Nat is just, like, explaining the science <laughs> behind putting condiments on a sandwich. And you I'm can't like, put too much mayo, but you have to put <laughs> enough. You don't want it to be too dry, but you don't want the bread to get soggy. And it's and, a science to it. It's yes. So funny. And he's so engaged with it, but has n- does not notice that Brandon is not paying attention. Nope, not at Not all. even a little bit. <laughs> But I think it's really cute how, when he does realize how Brandon's just not mentally there, and he says that, you know, he's got some books to return to the library, Nat respects the fact that this young man cares about his education, cares about getting his books turned in on time, and lets him leave work early so that he can head to the library to return his books. Yes. Which is not something that many employers Mm -hmm. tend to do. No. Even if they hire a lot of high school or even college students, they're not very forgiving about their their class schedule or nope. needing to focus on schoolwork rather than work. They're not usually super understanding. So it's really cool that Brandon has found a good employer yeah. that is understanding about that. So any of the local places that I know you've worked mm-hmm. in your past and your sister has worked in her past, I can't imagine any of them. Had you guys, either one of you said to them when you got to work, you're just, I'm not focused, I, I've got to get this project done, this work done. None of them would have been like, oh, why don't you go ahead and go Yeah, early. go ahead. No, they would have been like, well, get your head in the game, worry about it later after you get off work. Which I understand from an employer's perspective. Yes. That's reasonable and that's, but, the, that's, that's an okay thing for an employer to do. Absolutely. It's really unusual that Nat is so like, you get out of here. Yeah, I think because it's also clear that it's late. It's not, mm-hmm. they're not open anymore. It's more like off-job training yeah. for Brandon so that he's not having to be panicking on shift about getting these things done. He yeah. can, normally these kind of things would be, you can relax, you don't have to stress about getting this sandwich out to a customer. You can just learn without the stress of a deadline. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of what this shift is supposed to be which is why nat is probably more willing to be like yeah go ahead he seems to be a pretty chill boss all around but yeah it's going to be interesting to see it develop in how their employer employee relations are yes so as we said brandon goes to the library to return Mm -hmm. his stack of books and who does he see but james because didn't they already at this point have a confrontation at school where he tried to talk to James? No, he had seen him in the peach pit earlier and wanted to say something to him. And Yeah, he said something to him in the peach pit Very earlier. casually. And then as but James left, somebody had said he has no chance of making the team. or It was that kind of a thing. No, but then I thought there was, because Brandon tried to talk to him at school. Did he? About, yeah, because he tried to like interview him for the paper. Mm. Tried to talk about mm-hmm. the paper mm-hmm. and how that's what he's talking about and... How he looked into him and looked into his records. And yes. James was really upset about it. Yes, you're right. Understandably so. Like, you had no right to look at my records. Exactly. And, which he didn't. He didn't. He had no right. But reality is, he actually didn't look at his records. No. Andrea found out that he wasn't listed in the ALOP. Which we find out. We in find this out why. confrontation, we find out why. Yep. What are you doing here? I don't have to justify myself to you. Hey, just ask the simple question. No, it's not simple at all. What you're really asking is, how come a dumb black jock who can't read and who... Hey, I never said that, James. Right. You just would answer my questions about the Applied Learning Opportunity Program. How the hell should I know about the learning program? I'm not a part of it. You weren't recruited here to play basketball? That's right. 
But you don't live in the district, do you? Caught me red-handed. I just want to know how you got permission to go to school in the district. I don't need permission. My father has worked for the Beverly Hills City Library for 15 years, and that gives me as much right to be here as anyone. Hold it down, please. Including the you. Library. Well, the reason the ALOP office didn't have your records is because you're not part of their program? I already told you. I'm here because my father earned a right for me to be here. Not because I was recruited or because I want to be. What you saying? Hey. Then why don't you try saying nothing? See, I was getting by fine in Inglewood when my parents decided it was time to upgrade my education. Four weeks into the semester, making me have to play catch-up from the get-go. Sounds like what happened to me. Yeah, right. That's why your old man tried to suck up to the coach. Hey, that's not what went down at all. Yeah, I love it. You rich white boys, you get the world handed to you, no strings attached, and you honestly think that's how it is for everyone. Excuse me, I don't know whose bank account you've been looking at, but I am not rich. Yeah, but you're white. And that's why your first impulse was to think, hey, he's got to be dumb or a rap singer or, or in a gang or smoking crack or whatever stereotype fits your fears. But that's your problem. That's not my problem. So what if I need a little extra help adjusting the life at the almighty West Beverly High School? So what if I use my God-given talent to get me into the college of my choice? I ain't got nothing to hide, got nothing to be ashamed of, and nothing more to say to you. Oof. It's a very powerful confrontation here. It really is. Because I know it was a super long clip. Well, yes. The longest I think I've ever done. I, it's definitely the longest clip we've played, but it's important to include. I, I, especially in this society, in this world right now, 30 years later... We're still dealing with the same issues. Oh my goodness. It's such a struggle. <laughs> Not a lot has changed as far as people's personal yeah. biases. It has and it hasn't. Some for the better, some for the worse. Mm -hmm. So through watching this episode... I paused at this point when I was watching it, taking my notes, and I started wondering the history of TV. At this point, in 1990, this came out November 1st? November, November 1st, 1990 is when this episode aired. What was going on in the world? I was looking up how TV shows handled racial conflicts, and mm -hmm. it was really neat to see. In 1990, the top shows, like the number, you know, First top 10, I think, 15 shows of the year. Cheers, 60 Minutes, Roseanne, A Different World, Cosby Show, Murphy Brown, America's Funniest Home Videos, Monday Night Football, Golden Girls, Murder, She Wrote, America's Funniest People, Full House, and Family Matters. So of that list, we have three that were primarily black cast. Yes. And then, of course, you had the things like the news and football. I don't count those. No. I don't know why. They apparently were in the top ones. But of those other ones, most of those had a predominantly white cast. Yep. And even there was a big thing. I think this was right when they probably started kicking off trying to have it not be just, like, all white or all black. Absolutely. There was, there was still a lot of, without intending it to be that way, Hollywood had a lot of media segregation Absolutely. where there were shows that were about a, a black family rather than mm -hmm. having it be just people. And a lot of it started in the 70s primarily. Mm -hmm. Sanford and Sons, Jefferson's, and Good Times. There were yeah. a couple of others that were, they were black families and, you know, it was a very bad stereotype. A and lot of, a bad, lot of stereotypes. bad stereotypes. Of Even by the 90s, the show yes. still had a lot of bad stereotypes. 
Now, they started changing a little bit. In some of my research, 80s sitcoms is when Cosby and Different World came along. Mm -hmm. And 80s was more Cosby, early 90s when Different World started. And both of those tried to take the stereotypes of these black families. I don't know. You couldn't hear my air quotes, but I still did air quotes. You could hear the air quotes. Okay, good. Yeah. That weren't the stereotypical. Yes. They were just a normal, everyday family. And they were trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. To bridge that gap and offering that. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember when I was a kid and a teen and these shows were out. I remember hearing adults saying things like, that's a black show. That's not for our family. Her friends would only watch that when they weren't at their home. Mm. Because in their, their house, it was like, oh, no, that's a black show. It's weird to think now, here we are 30 years mm-hmm. later... And There's, I guess I don't really watch modern TV. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I keep up with a lot of TV. I'm, because I'm glad, I'm, because I because, have no comparison. What's happening now in media, and just for the record, also, we are two white women. We are probably not, if you're listening nope. to, your, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast for this kind of topic of conversation. No. Mm-mm. But I recently in my life have yeah. been venturing more into trying to look into these kind of issues. And learn because, more about them. And me too. Because my husband is black. And so now this is, these kinds of issues and these sorts of stereotypes mm-hmm. and the representation in media is something that my husband has dealt with his entire life and all of his siblings have dealt with. And it's something that someday my future children are going to deal with. So... There's definitely a lot more representation in film and TV in more casual ways, in ways that are just non-stereotypical. Good. That are just representation of all kinds of people, just because they're people, not necessarily because it's a black show or because of that. Do you think that that it was shows like this who may have had that very special episode kind of feel that may have brought about some of that change in shows like this, shows like Cosby Show, that started making it... Hmm. I would also like to state for the record, I do not condone any actor's personal choices in their real-life personalities, such as Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, definitely but, not. It's, it's been a while since that happened, but we got to say it. <laughs> back in the day, the show, it was wonderful. and It was groundbreaking. It really bridged that gap. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it with my friends and it was... I remember was, you showing me that one. Yeah. It was such a great show because you saw people who were different than you, but just being normal people, not... Yeah. Not like the, like in this show when James is talking about how people just see him as this gangbanger, this drug dealer, this rap singer. That's what people think of when they saw him. Yeah. And it's it was nice to start seeing it being talked about. Yeah, and I... Th- and changes in the shows. Yeah. I do think that very special episodes, kind of <laughs> like... Which is how shows like this kind of did some of these... Mm-hmm. deal Dealt with some of these kinds of issues, is especially in the early 90s, yeah. is it would be one episode where that was the issue of the episode. Or, like, yeah. with topics of, like, you know, like, even last episode with Brandon... Sex and sex teen and, pregnancy and drugs. There's, like an episode that they deal with that issue and that kind of those sort of subtle little things i think started helping they started the ball it was a different kind of help yeah because it was also showing our main characters in not so pleasant lights yeah showing them being a little bit 
ignorant. Because we had Steve. Well, yeah, we had Steve who was being just blatantly racist, prejudiced and racist, just very boldly. But then you had Brandon who was just out of, like you said, ignorance. He didn't Mm -hmm. know any better. Yes. And he wasn't trying to be hurtful or mean. But yet he was. But yet he was. And that's why I think they did a good job on this episode of showing is when it comes later in the episode, I do have another clip about that later when we get to it, his turnaround and his realization that like, ah, I I wasn't meaning to think of you like that. And you weren't meaning to think of me like this. Mm -hmm. Because I also appreciate that they included in the argument that everyone's got prejudices against somebody. for some reason and it's understandable that people who have been historically oppressed that they Mm -hmm. would have some negative negative prejudices against the people who have been oppressing them absolutely for a long time so i loved that they included james's prejudice because i think it's important that both sides see that ignorance isn't just a Mm one-sided issue and sadly it's something we're still fighting today exactly and i i did appreciate that then later they they do come to that understanding mm-hmm. you know yeah. at this point though i love getting to see how they both think the other one sees them yeah where you know james just sees brandon as this rich white boy whose dad is trying to buy his way into the team and brandon just sees james as this you know out of district kid who just plays basketball and has doesn't have the brains behind it so yeah. he's just recruited to play basketball and seeing those stereotypes and how they affect the way that these two kids are just treating each other absolutely without even realizing it we're gonna lighten the topic a little bit because that was lighten the mood that was long and it was heavy but at the same time important important things that still need to be discussed yes every single day we need to be consciously thinking of how our actions and our words make others feel and how Mm -hmm. they affect how how their lives are because it's not just about us yeah these conversations are important and that we still need to be having them absolutely we we can't stop having these these kinds of conversations for sure yeah it just it's neat to see that it took a 30 year old show to Mm -hmm. bring up a conversation about this again yeah all right back to the walsh house there's a detective (laughs) over because mondale apparently was quote-unquote stolen from because the driveway. Brenda, you know, realistically didn't know where she ran out of gas. And when she got back there with the gas station attendant, the car, quote-unquote, wasn't there. Really, she just went to the wrong intersection. Yeah. Because she's a dope. Yeah. We so love the- her, but she's not the brightest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brenda's, she's a special kind oh, of special. Brenda. Brandon is really struggling to deal with everything that's going on. The basketball stuff, Mondale being stolen, everything. And he's just, the way he's speaking to everybody is just that that emotion, that feeling that we've all felt when everything's just coming to a boil and it's mm-hmm. just angry. And suddenly he looks at Brenda and he suspects. Oh, he, he doesn't suspect. He knows immediately. Mm-hmm. I love when they go into each other's room, close the door and have these like conversations. Yes. And she confesses to him that she did take Mondale and it ran out of gas. And, and when he, he's just like, why would you check the gas gauge first? And he freaked out. I was like, yep, that was my thought too. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just check the gas gauge? But I do love that, like, there was no question. He knew as soon as the detective was talking about Mondale being stolen. Yep. And, you know, it was probably a professional jo- wire job and all that. And Brandon just is looking at Brenda just like, 
Mm-mm. Girl, I don't trust you. I I don't believe this story. He knows for his a sister second. better than that. Yes. So great. He's probably the one who taught her how to lie, <laughs> and she never learned. Uh, she's not a good liar, and she even no. admits that yes. many times. Many times. Now we come to that conversation that yes. James and Brandon have. Mm-hmm. It's another long one. It's another long one. It's a little over a minute long. But Brandon goes to get some basketball practice in before school, and who's already there shooting hoops? But James. Listen, I thought a lot about what was said last night. And I can't pretend that in my mind you weren't guilty. Not because you're black, but so I'd have a better shot at making the team. I mean, growing up in Minnesota, racial relations just wasn't something I thought about or had to deal with so much. Hey, I got news for you. There aren't too many cowboys riding herd in downtown Inglewood either. Yeah, but that's just it. I'm not a cowboy. And you're not a gangbanger crackhead. We're just two guys from the same school battling for the same spot on the same team. Coach Riley's probably only going to take one of us, you know. Well, smart money's on you. Not necessarily. Not the way you play defense. You want to go one-on-one? Yeah, sure. I have to say, before we deal with the actual, like, what they just talked about, yeah. I love the way the guys fight about things. Fight. They yell at each other, sometimes they hit each other, yeah. but then ultimately they're just kind of like, eh, we cool now, dude? Alright. Let's put it behind us, move on. Let's play some basketball. Man. Like, if only girls fought that way. Dude. Ugh. Do you know how simple my high school experience would have been? So much easier. So much easier. Anyway, the actual topic of conversation (laughs) that they were talking about. I think they did a really good job, again, of showing that how they each see each other and perceive each other or how they think the other one is perceiving them Mm -hmm. and the falsity of that and getting to the truth of the matter. The truth is that they are just two guys. I loved the way that Brandon said it. We're just Mm -hmm. two guys from the same school trying out for the same spot on the same team. Yeah. That the race thing doesn't isn't a part of it, Mm-mm. and it shouldn't be a part of it. And I think Brandon probably would have felt those same feelings no matter what James's yeah. skin color was. And I do love that then when he's basically saying, like, well, smart money's on you, and James gives him that compliment of saying, well, you are a decent player. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Because I think then it's that almost like that subtle instinct of just, like, well, you're the better basketball player. and But then James being like, well, you're a pretty decent player. Don't sell yourself short just because you're intimidated. Absolutely. I think they wrapped it up really well mm-hmm. on how they treat each other. Yes. They can learn from this experience with each other on how to better communicate in the future when anybody of any race, religion, sex, sexual orientation, whatever, Mm -hmm. anybody they meet who's different than them, they can pull from this experience in their life and hopefully learn how to better communicate. Which I think is what we all need. Exactly. We all need to find that time in our memory, in our hearts, in our minds, when we felt like somebody was treating us wrong Mm -hmm. because of X, Y, Z. Right. I think one thing that you can, that I took from this episode about the whole, the ignorance of how you may, may not even realize that you're treating people 
of you know some difference from you that you don't even realize that you're doing one thing that you can learn from that is that the only way to fix ignorance is conversation absolutely and is being unafraid to ask a question and be like hey am i doing something wrong here or even just saying like how do you feel about this issue and just bringing up topics of conversation Mm -hmm. and having both sides being open to just talking about it absolutely and just being honest about it Love it. Yes. Open honesty. Open honesty. Always good. It's always the best way to solve it. It really is. It really is. Just mm-hmm. be honest, people. Yes. Well, back to the episode here. Yes. We get back to the Walsh home and they're outside. Jim gets home. And then this is the part that really confused me. And I heard you catch this when we watched it together. Too. Yeah. Last episode, they had made a line about that it's November. It's a heat wave at the beginning of November. Yeah. Here we are, and maybe they were aired out of order, but the air dates, this one aired a week after that other one, and this one talks about... In November. Yeah, barbecue in October. So I'm going to play first the one that aired last week. The air, yeah. So this was last week's. I know, 90 degrees in the beginning of November. (laughs) I know. And then a week later we hear... An outdoor barbecue in October, I love it. I'm gonna guess those were just either some sort of mistake or just like a they recorded them out of order yeah because that happens sometimes with shows where they don't necessarily record episodes one and then episode two and then episode three sometimes they're recording scenes from a scene from episode two on the same day that someone else is recording a scene for episode three sometimes that happens on sets I just found it interesting that they happen to air these one after the other, week to week. With such a clear statement of what the month is. And finally, at the very, very end of the episode, what happens? Mondale is returned. (gasps) Apparently, Mondale had been towed to the impound lot the night before. The detective found it. And, oh, look, he also found Brenda's keys in the ignition. In the ignition. She left the keys in the ignition? She's so dumb sometimes. Oh, my gosh. I don't think Shannon Doherty is dumb. She's a wonderful human being. But the character of Brenda was not written very well sometimes and was written like such an idiot. I think it was just trying to... It's one of those stereotypes about women, about some about some young girls are just... They're just sort of there, and they're dumb, and they, they don't really think. They just like clothes, and Ugh. it's that stereotype. So I follow Shannon Doherty on Instagram. Oh, okay. As a human being, she's so wonderful. Yeah. The actress is battling breast cancer. Okay. Do you know what she focuses most of her posts on? What's that? Rescue dogs. I love this woman. (laughs) And her friends and her family and doing really fun, happy things in life. I I actually follow on our Back to the Peach Pit Instagram page, but we actually follow all of the lead stars on Instagram. Makes sense. And it's really interesting to see who these people are in real life. Yeah. I'll have to go and check that out. The actress who plays Andrea... She's very much a political activist in real life. Which so is much so like perfect. her character. It's so, it's so funny. I love that. Um, Jason Priestley, he's all about his family and Canadian Thanksgiving. And it's just really neat to see. Um, Jenny Garth, who plays Kelly. Mm-hmm. And Tori Spelling, yeah. who plays Donna. They're actually starting their own 90210 podcast coming up soon. Yes. I do plan to listen to it and see how... Me too. Because, you know, they might have some insight to the things that we're unaware of. Yeah. Things that we may have questions about. 
they may have yep. the answers to. Yep. So we do want to thank all of our listeners because when we started this, we didn't know they were starting a podcast. No, we released the same... our trailer yeah. the same weekend they announced their podcast. The same day they released their trailer. Yep. There so... was no lead up announcement. So we had no idea. We didn't know. We appreciate our loyal yeah. our loyal listeners who are sticking with us every week. We see that you guys are consistent. We can see how many we of you guys Thank you. are watching. And we, we love that you guys are listening to us. Because truly, to me, it feels like just the two of us sitting here rambling. And I'm like, <laughs> is anyone actually listening to this? And then I get to look at the numbers and realize, oh, yeah, people are listening. The analytics show people are listening. Yes. So we will have a very different perspective than the actor actresses who yes. played these characters. Yes. Because they're going to have those behind-the-scenes things, absolutely. And I want to go and listen to those things because I love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But for us, we have a more unique perspective of the mother-daughter thing. And it's your first time watching through and yes. being a rewatch through. So I, it's going to be fun listening to theirs in comparison to ours and yeah. getting some of our questions answered. It'll be very cool. But their posts on Instagram, I don't, I don't really know. Nothing jumps out of my brain. But they okay. post a lot. Cool. They've been posting a lot about their podcast lately, which is really cute to That's see. Adorable. They're really excited about it. That's fun. Ian Zierling, I think is his last Zierling. name. Yeah. yeah. Steve Sanders is the, the actor who plays Steve Sanders. He posts some stuff, but mostly just things that he's doing, other roles he's in and things. Yeah. Guess what one of my favorites, besides Shannon Doherty. The actor who plays David Sanders. Of course. Brian Austin, Brian Austin Green. Green. I have to admit right now, I was always a Brian Austin Green fan. <laughs> From the first Why time... Why am I not surprised? That dorky little child just You know, if up. I'd watched this at the time mm-hmm. of its release, when I was, like, around the age of the target audience... Yeah. I probably would have had a crush on David Silver, just in all honesty. Wait but, till the seasons go on. Okay. It, he gets even better. Okay. He gets because even better. that's exactly the kind of character that in... Yep. I mean, my first TV crush was Wesley Crusher from Star Trek <laughs> Next Generation. So I go for the dorky little nerds. <laughs> yep. She does. She does. Yes. So that's one thing. I, I, I love watching his page. He posts a lot about he's does vegetable gardening and was building a new chicken coop for his family. Just very, like... Homestead. Homesteader kind of guy. And... <laughs> Posts a lot of pictures of his adorable kids and him and his with his adorable kids. And then he posts a picture of him. He was on The Masked Singer. <gasps> I haven't actually gotten to watching that, but every friend I have has told me I need to watch it. Spoiler alert, he was the giraffe. Okay. <laughs> so he was on The Masked Singer. He was right? on The Masked Singer, which I think Tori Spelling has something to do with The Masked Singer as well. Who knows? It was just so funny. I don't watch the show. I may have to go watch it now just to see. Just to see. Just go and look it up on YouTube and watch it. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, we do. We follow their Instagram pages. And it's just so fun to see who these people are That's how I've always been with every show or movie thing that I've gotten into. Is I like seeing the actors and the behind the scenes and who they're like, what they're like in real life. I just enjoy that. Okay, so moving on to our IMDb ratings. All right. It's that time of the episode. So just a reminder, the lowest ranked episode of the season 
is 5.9. The highest average is 7.4. This episode on IMDb, out of 211 votes, got a 6.5. Yeah? That's lower than I was expecting, to be honest. Me too. That's the same rating as Every Dream Has Its Price Tag. Really? Yeah. Huh. I really liked this episode, actually. I liked it. I think people are just... Some people go through and they'll just rate shows that they dislike. Yeah. And they'll just rate every single episode poorly. And so that really affects the average score. I think a lot of people... I'm looking at the episodes that do really well. Now... The first season of 90210 Mm -hmm. was not, like, an award-winning season. Well, no. They were still getting their groove. It's the first season. No one expects much from a first season. No. They shouldn't. Mm -mm. It's a first season. They're still trying to figure out what direction they want to go with the show. I think the episodes that were a little more heavy of a content, Mm. serious of an episode, like dealing with shoplifting and the effects of that, dealing with racial relations and Mm -hmm. the effects of that, people are ranking lower. Yeah. But the ones that are about sex and like just teenage Norm. fun and kissing and normal dating, stuff. those rank higher. Yeah. I think it's because some people just come to the show thinking that they're going to get yeah. just like a fun little like adventurous teenagers in, on a beach set. No, you're they get deep in this show. They I do. Mean, this one we especially. Are, we're five episodes in. Yeah. And we're already dealing with racial issues. That's a heavy topic. It is. It is. So, Hannibal, what would you rank this episode on a scale of 0 to 10 peaches? I gave this one 8 peaches, actually. Because I actually wrote down... Ooh, I want to hear. I wrote down a little bit of why on this episode here. Um, I rated this one high because dealing with this kind of racism that this episode does early on in a series is a very bold move and I really appreciate that they made that move Mm -hmm. and decided to be like regardless of the fact that we're a brand new show we're gonna just deal with this topic and we're just gonna head on just deal with that issue yeah and you know in that's like we talked about earlier the learned prejudices like Steve has Mm -hmm. and the stuff that he just openly is fine with just saying and the stuff that Brandon was doing that he didn't even realize he was doing is so important for people to see in those characters that they know and love because then it starts forcing people to reflect on their own self. And so I really appreciate that this show was unafraid to deal with that topic right off the bat. And I love that. Plus, there's actually this second little underlying issue that we didn't really talk about because we were dealing so much with the main issue. What was that? Which is... The pressure that Mr. Walsh was putting on Brandon. Yeah. We didn't really talk about that, but that is something that I have seen so many times with any of my friends who were in sports, in any kind of athletics of any sort or activities of any kind. There's a lot of parents that put so much pressure on their kids in those activities. But then those kids are also trying to do well in school. They're trying to maintain good grades so that they can still be in the sport. When then they're still also trying to do extra practice to get better at the sport. And I loved that they showed that even adults, even parents can start doing those kinds of things of pressuring kids to the point where they nearly reach a breaking point Mm -hmm. without even realizing it. Now I'm going to just flat out ask you, and please be truly honest, did I ever make you feel that way? Not necessarily with activities, but because I was a little bit lazy with my schoolwork, you had to push a lot harder 
to make sure that I actually succeeded in school. I don't regret and that. No, <laughs> I definitely don't regret you doing that for me, but that's the only way that you were ever... Okay, I just didn't know if you ever... In that way, no, it was... Because if it did, I'd want, I'd want you to be honest with me. Well, of course. Because as we've learned and discussed in this episode, honesty is everything. Yes, and a good conversation is always the, the way to solve a problem. Yeah. But no, I... Okay. No, I never had that feeling like you were pressuring me. I just was not very good at school, and if Same. you hadn't pushed me to actually do well in school and pushed me to actually try at all... High school would have been like your college experience? Hey, let's not bring up my one year of college that you I failed that most in of. previous episode. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I probably wouldn't have finished high school, so I actually am grateful for that. Okay. But I did see a lot of my friends in the same activities as me, whose parents were like Mr. Walsh, yeah. who were pushing their kids so hard. They were the parents that they showed up to like every activity, mm -hmm. and they were just following their child around, kind of like he did with Brandon at tryouts, yeah. where it True just story. immediately throws the kid off their game. And I would see that with my friends a lot. Actually. Yeah. And I appreciated that they were willing to show that and that he learned and grew past it. He did. He did. It was nice to see. Yeah. Okay, so my rating. Okay. I really liked this episode. You really liked this one? I it's not a perfect ten for me at all. I'm not going no. there. But I would say eight and a half feels too low. Really? But nine feels too high. Eight point seven? I'm gonna do a three quarter of a peach. Eight point seven five. Eight point seven five peaches. Yeah. I really liked it you that finished much. Most, you finished most of a peach, and then just, it's just left a few a bite. bites left. Just a couple bites left that I just couldn't. I just couldn't get there. <laughs> I'd already eaten eight peaches. I mean, that's fair. Oof, it's a lot of peaches. It's a lot of peaches. But I, for a lot of the same reasons, I really, really, really liked this. I especially liked it because of what it has taught us thirty years later. Yeah, that it's still teaching this to us. Mm -hmm. And for a 30-year-old show to have these very special episode-type topics... Still be so relevant. So relevant and yeah. so well done. Mm -hmm. That they didn't... A lot of these kind of shows I remember from my younger years... <laughs> <laughs> They would have these type of episodes, and they would not approach them in a very good way. Yeah. Where their solution, their very special project solution of the episode was something that if we looked back on here 30 years later, 20 years later, whichever show it is, it probably... we'd be like, this is what you should not do. I know they yeah. say you should, but you should not. Right. I and was I... really impressed with how they did this one. Mm -hmm. Because they still made it where right now in 2020, I would pull up this episode to show you guys, my daughter, mm -hmm. my other daughter, and teenagers now just be like, do you see? He wasn't meaning to do this and just was such a good way of approaching the subject. Exactly. But yet also showing that it is still relevant enough mm -hmm. that people are still unknowingly doing things Absolutely. that are Sadly. harmful to people who are different from them. So and sad. it's cool to see that it's still something that you could maybe use as a tool to mm -hmm. to show somebody and be like, hey, let's learn from this. Let's Absolutely. Grow. I love it. All right, Miss Hannibal, do you have any fun facts for us this week? Okay, so the only fun <laughs> fact that I could find beyond just our usual writer stuff was having to do actually with the running joke about Brandon being short, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So, as we talked about earlier, the air date for this episode was November 1st, 1990. So, the writer for this episode was Charles Rosen, and he actually 
actually wrote 28 different episodes of 90210 between 1990 and 1995. So for the first five seasons of the show, there are 28 episodes that this guy wrote. And like some of them were listed as like, he wrote the teleplay, other ones where he wrote the script. Hmm. But in some capacity, he was the writer for that episode. Very cool. For 28 of them. That's the highest number we've seen so far. We keep having higher and higher numbers. (laughs) I think they just kept realizing, like, maybe let's not use that one as much. And let's not use that one. We like you. Let's use you again. We like you. (laughs) So, but I thought that was cool. So we'll have to keep an eye out for his name in the future as well. Because I really like his writing style. Me too. I look forward to seeing more of his. Yes. Okay, so now my fun facts. Because (laughs) I was really curious when they started commenting, like, aren't you a little short? And I was like, I don't know. Is Brandon just a little short? Jason Priestley is five foot eight. As a full-grown adult. As a full-grown adult. That is what would be considered a short guy. Shorter. Shorter. Now, for perspective, my lovely husband, I'm going to call him out. He's five foot four. He does wear boots a lot. And he's five foot five, but he is technically five foot four. Ugh, I love and, that boy. You know, I'm five foot two, so we're pretty much, we're pretty close to the same height. So they look like the cutest pair of hobbits you've ever seen. <laughs> We might share a wedding picture of the two of them together. Oh, yeah. They're so precious. Oh, yeah. But so Out of I, curiosity, how tall is Steve Sanders? Ian Ziering as a full-grown adult. Ian Ziering is six foot. Exactly. So so I could see why with yes. the two next to each other, yeah, he's a little and shorter. Luke Perry is 5'10". Even, like, Brian Austin Green as a fully-grown adult is six foot. Yeah. So, like, Jason Priestley, he's kind of a short guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. We it's like just, short guys. I just was kind of curious because I was like, yeah. I wonder how tall he actually is that like everyone's commenting on how short he is. And so I had to look it up and I was like, well, that would explain it. <laughs> Perfect. Are we ready to hear our teaser clip for next week's episode? Let's hear it. Mom. Let's hear it. Hey, hon. Hey, Brent. Hey, dad. I've got to do something with my hair. What's wrong with your hair? Everything. Welcome home. Mm. Where's the other half? Oh, he's upstairs studying with Andrea. Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And on that note, we are going to get out of here. We will see you guys next week when we go back, back to, to the, the peach pit. pit. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. Your reviews help us out a lot. You can find all of our contact info and social media info at our blog site, backtothepeachpit.weebly.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts on this week's episode. Thanks to pixabay.com for their royalty-free music where we found our theme song by the Caffeine Creek Band.